So in today's Hayom Yom, it says that every one of our Rebbe's different discourses, they would say, just to purify the air, just to make the air pure. Just by them saying these discourses, it, made the, it had an effect in the whole world, that the world became a, a better place just by them saying these discourses. And one of the discourses is a discourse this is based on, the, the uh, discourse of the Alter Rebbe of Hecholzu. And as I mentioned, the, the circumstances that, that prompted this discourse being, being uh, said was, was an issue. There's lack of discourse, there was a lack of, of, of love and uh, connection among the uh, Hasidim. And that was the purpose of the discourse being said then. And so um, hopefully uh, learning this discourse will purify ourselves, give us a better perspective and uh, bring us, to bring, bring us uh, closer together, all the Jewish people. Okay, so um, what we learned about so far was that um, Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who was uniquely uh, equipped and therefore assigned to battle against Midian. And conversely, Moshe Rabbeinu's soul needed to battle, the, battle against Midian in order to um, complete his purpose, to reach the highest place that he was meant to reach. That's why he only could pass away after fighting this war. So we started to explain what the, the unique evil of Midian is. We said there are seven nations that... Um, ruled over Israel before the Jewish people came, which represents seven different kinds of negative character, and Midian isn't one of them. Went to different discussion, went to different opinions about this, whether Midian was part of the lands of Sichin, but the conclusion is that Midian isn't one, uh, at least in this quite a simple translation of the verses, Midian isn't one of the countries of, uh, one of the lands that was conquered together with Sichin. It's not... Um, and it's not either considered one of the seven lands of Israel. And the purpose of fighting this war wasn't to conquer their land. It was just in order to, um, to uh, take vengeance against Midian, to destroy Midian itself. So what exactly is Midian? So we started to learn about the origin of fragmentation and discord in, the, in, Kabbal- in Kabbalistic terms, in the world of Tayu, the world of chaos. How in this world... Although it's a div- world of divinity, a world of divine revelation, but it, this world exploded because each of the uh, divine energies in this world, it's hard for us to understand if it's a divine energy, uh, what does it mean it asserted itself? But it, it, it's kind of like a student of Yekiva, as we discussed, that each of the divine, divine energies in the world of Tayu felt that, that the, all there needs to be is its own energy, nothing else. So Chesed felt there should only be Chesed, Gurish felt there only should be Gura, and eventually the, the uh, world explodes and it leads to, the, um, to a total break in the uh, spiritual cosmos where there's fragmentation, where there's separation, where there's a sense of, of disconnect from godliness. It all began from the, the uh, explosion in the world of chaos where the lights shattered the vessels. That's where, that's where discord begins. So the clip of Midian, as we'll see, is about discord. Yes, go ahead. So uh, didn't, we, didn't we beat Midian, though, in the desert? Yeah. Didn't we destroy them? So? So if we destroy them, why is there still remains a clip of them? If we, still, if we destroy them, then how can they still remain? 
Um, How does it still exist? Um, and there was this war, seems to be a war we've won, and uh, why do we still have, um, how do we, why are we still dealing with it? Rebbe looks like he has an answer for this. Go to Rebbe, what's the answer? Go ahead. Yeah, but the Moloch has a physical... So, the, so there was something. The, the war was won, but something still remained in Egypt. Just like with Amalek, some, some, someone still remained in Amalek. Do you want to say there's still something? Well, the different kind. We're going to see the different kinds of clipper, and um, it, it could be. I mean, it does say in the Torah how there, 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 there wasn't the, the same command to destroy a Moloch wasn't the same as it was for the um, for the uh, um, for the Midianites, where by Moloch it says Torah says to kill all their animals as well, destroy everything. So I don't know, and it's a good, it's a good interesting question. But either way. Um, if if um, we didn't see the clip of, Mal- of Midian rising every day, uh, unfortunately, we, we, we wouldn't. Uh, we, we would have the question whether whether it still existed or not. There was a two Hasidim once discussing. Um, they learned the Mimer the Alt Rebbe. The Alt mentions, Alt- mentions parenthetically how the world is Chal plus Maya. The world is three quarters water. So, so these Hasidim lived in Russia. They never saw so much water. So they had a discussion. Like, how could it be that the world is one, one, three, three quarters water? One chassid said to the other, you know, just to take it with faith. <laughs> to take it with faith. Cause it, cause it, that, so unfortunately, for the clip of, of Midian, we, we don't have to take it with faith. Unfortunately, we see, we see too much this, this clip of Midian. This, this, this senseless discord. For no reason whatsoever. So that definitely still exists. And definitely uh, we need to work on it. Let's go. Uh, I, just, I just sent you to Bisrael uh, the uh, uh, chapter four. I'm going to read in the in the Hebrew parts. Okay. So what is a clip of Midian? A clip of Midian is the idea of senseless hatred. The hatred is not aroused because someone's harmed you in a certain way, or because of something that. Another person has has gone against you in a certain way. If there was a specific cause, then there would be some specific attribute. It would be one of the seven nations. If there was something that was causing the hatred, then it would be, would have been in the category of the seven nations. But again, Midian is not one of the seven nations. It is the root of evil. It is the idea of discord in the first place. Not. There is attraction to what you shouldn't be attracted to, etc. There are seven kinds of spiritual um, forces of evil. There's love, and as we'll see. But Midian is not about a specific um, uh, one of the seven nations. Midian is about discord in general. Rather, the source of this hatred stems from the Gvura of Tayu. Because of the the 
shattering of the vessels, because of the intense force of each of these divine spheres, that each sphere felt, I have to be the only energy that exists, I must reign, I am the expression of Hashem's real desire, and therefore with, each, with, with intense force of, of each of these uh, divine spheres, they didn't coexist with the others, they were more, more important, they didn't, they didn't um, connect with the others, they weren't it wasn't like in the world of perfection, as we learned, that each sphera intermingles, not just intermingles, each sphera um, incorporates within it and uh, the other spheres. As we learned the example last week about chasen and gvura, that uh, um, an example of an incorporation of, of two spheres together is, is, is discipline for a child, that you, you discipline the child because you love them. So there's two opposing forces there, there's chasen and there's gvura. So in the world of perfection, there is... There is um, it's a, it's, it's a composite, it's, it's, it's complex, it's not just one sphera each, um, in each vessel. Each sphera contains within all the other spheres, they, they all intermingle. There's, there, it's not just ten spheres, it's ten times ten. As opposed to the world of chaos, where, um, where there is this, uh, this, 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 this emphasis of, it has to be my way, it has to be my energy, it has to be specifically chesed, and it can't be gvura. And that's what caused the spheres to, to shatter. So, Shuakas um, Vasinam Nagachulu. There's this a sense of, as a result of the, of the, uh, the explosion of the spheres in Tayu, what that leads to in this world is anger and hatred to, towards an opponent. It could be because you have this sense of uh, senseless hatred to someone, so that leads you to, have, to, to uh, ascribe your hate and classify your hate to something specific. Oh, I don't like him because he stepped on my toes. Well, you're, you're uh, only noticing he stepped on your toes because this guy, this guy he, his existence bothers you. Because his existence bothers you, therefore you, it bothers you that he stepped on your toes. Inna modem the root of this discord, the root of this hatred, is not because of a specific point. Rather, it's the inability of a person to tolerate the other person. If he doesn't know the other guy, and he has never had any dealings with him, he cannot possibly unite with him. It's possible where the strife begins because of some detail. But with Midian, it's not that it begins with some detail. Rather, it begins with, I can't stand you. Oh, let me figure out why I can't stand you. That's the meaning of the words, senseless hatred. He hates him for no reason whatsoever. Sometimes the hatred does descend on a specific point. It does lead to a specific point. The guy could explain, I'll tell you why I hate him. You know what's wrong with this guy is? He's formulated now an opinion about him. But the opinion he has about him is because of his innate hatred. It's, he's formulated this opinion and he has a reason, but that's all a result of the hatred. That's what happens later. It's not the specific reasons that have caused the hatred. It's just that he's found an excuse and a pretext to justify himself in the eyes of others. Oh, I have a very plausible explanation for my hatred. If you only knew what this guy does, you would hate him too. I will but that doesn't really represent the true cause of the hatred. 
The hatred rises solely from his inability to tolerate the other person. Why can't he stand the other guy? Where does it come from? It doesn't make any sense. We, 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 it sounds to our ears like we're talking about some kind of a maniac, right? This guy is, is so, um, so uh, full of hate, he hates, he hates this, this person for no reason and just justifies it later. Um, so the Rebbe says it's not, he's not a maniac. He's, um, th- there's something else that's causing this hatred. What's causing this hatred? What's causing this hatred is that he's, so, he's self-absorbed. Since he's self-absorbed, so therefore he, is, he, is, um, doesn't, he, he doesn't tolerate the other person. He is important in his own eyes. He has this sense of, of unhealthy sense of, of, of um, self-concern. He feels self-concern in every aspect of his life. That's why he can't tolerate the other person. Because he's so self-absorbed, there's no room for the other person's existence. The, the other person's existence must lessen his because he is... He is so self-absorbed that he can't tolerate someone else's existence. The other person's existence bothers him. He has to exist. He feels himself so much. And therefore, why is another person um, treading on his space? The Galindah story of the Semach Tzedek, that a guy comes to the Semach Tzedek, tells the Semach Tzedek, I have a problem, everyone's stepping on me. And Semach Tzedek says, you spread yourself out, out over the whole shul, Therefore, when anyone steps, they have to step on you because you're spread all over the place. That's the clip of media. Clip of media is where you're so self-absorbed, and therefore, therefore, anyone's existence is going to minimize yours. So it comes. Oh, he brings a story in the in, in, in the in the um, English that I just that I shared with you. Uh, the main reason for his hatred is because of his own self-absorption. And because of this, the, the other person becomes a, uh, an enemy. His opposition to other person is not to a specific factor. He sees this person as challenging his entire existence. The possession By his existence, he is lessening his own. And that's what prompts him to view him as an opponent. And that's why he can't stand his existence. Does this resonate with anybody? Can you see this happening? Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. You can't see it happen. Are we talking about. It's part of the attitude. It's The attitude is a guy. It's not the attitude. It doesn't happen. You can't see it happen. Right. It can't be me. I would never do this, right? It's part of the it's a big, actually, if you think about it, it's a big middle conversation between the Hasidim. It's a, a, a mind-body. Conversation. Unless. No. Which story? The one with the Tzavatzele. I just said it. No. <laughs> 
only question I had was like, can you clarify what does it mean to spread yourself out in the shul? Okay. Um, all right. Um, it's a good question. Without any names. <laughs> to protect the innocent. <laughs> Let's not name any names. Um, I, I was I used to live in La Brea, and La Brea, they had this. They had this uh, one night. They had on Hanukkah. They had this like uh, a shul, a shul got, got together, and part of the shul got together was they played Jeopardy, a shul Jeopardy, and one of the things they had in the shul Jeopardy was um, uh, one of the questions was who is the gabai of the shul, who's the gabai, and and the the, the correct answer was was um, six, there were six gabai. There's one gabai who takes care of the chairs. He makes sure the chairs are arranged. Another gabai is the gabai of the of the kriya. He makes sure that the balkari makes makes mistakes. As Rabbi Thaler a few weeks ago, he's our balkari. He read the Torah, reads the Torah perfectly usually, and uh, but he makes a few mistakes usually. One week he didn't make any mistakes at all, and someone commented to him and he said, Rabbi Thaler, you haven't made any mistakes at all this week. Rabbi Thaler says, I'm so sorry for re- ruining your Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so the, the idea is that <laughs> this, this is 20 years ago. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, the idea is that the guy. That they've actually elaborated in a deeper level on this story about um, different levels of the soul. The Rebbe said, Yechidus, a private audience with the Rebbe, is where you connect your deepest part of yourself with the Rebbe's essence. So it's a, it's a bonding of, of not just of soul to soul, but of, of essence to essence. And yet, even though this guy was in the Rebbe's room, and even though he was connecting in such a deep way, he still had, he still had this... His, this overwhelming feeling of self that he felt that he was a victim of everyone else. He felt that he, he, he's, a, he's a total victim. Why was he a victim? Because he, um, he, he felt himself so much that he was, he was insulted by, by someone else's um, existence in, in, in so many ways, everyone else's existence. He felt that everyone's attacking him because he was so self-absorbed. He felt like he, he is the one who is who was uh, being attacked when really um, he was so self-absorbed that he didn't realize what was go- really going on was that he was putting his nose in everyone else's business and that's why everyone else was, was uh, annoyed by him. He was critical of everyone else and that's what led everyone to... Uh, everyone else was just defending themselves. But, but he looked at himself as a victim. So, so for example, like he... Um, uh, just in a simple way, just making make this a little earthier... Um, he had his uh, set spot to where he davened, and uh, that's you know we learned in last week's Torah portion about the, the Levites. The Levites didn't have just have cities; they had to have two thousand cubits outside their cities of just empty space, right? That's the way it worked with the Levites. They had two thousand, uh, uh, four thousand feet of empty space outside their cities. If you're very self-absorbed, so then you are are bothered by what other people do, even though it's not about you. Why didn't they ask you who should be the Torah reader? Why didn't they ask you who should be the, uh, the, the chazan? Why is this guy the chazan? Aren't I a good chazan? Uh, why didn't I get an aliyah this Shabbos? I, I, I only got an aliyah the last three Shabbos, so I should get an aliyah every Shabbos. Don't they know I deserve an aliyah? You, you see where I'm going? 
it, it, it's when, when a person is, is self-absorbed, so then it, it could lead in, um, in different ways to feeling um, like a victim because of what other people are doing. When really they're, they're, they're not trying to attack you, it's just that, that because you're so self-absorbed, you view what they're doing as, 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 uh, as minimizing yourself, even though, why can't there be a chazan besides you? Why can't there be a Torah reader besides you? So in the, in the synagogue, he felt everyone stepping on him. He felt that his authority was being challenged. When really, who made him the, he, he felt as like, I'm the guy who does all and ends all. And if everybody else is, is, is bothering him. You hear? So if he had a health... Uh, there was a. Still doing it. I think it's referring to um, in the uh, by the Rebbe's wedding, the previous Rebbe gave out a memento. Memento was Alter Rebbe's handwriting, and the, the handwriting was um, a letter the Alter Rebbe about about arguments and fights and problems. And he says most of the problems nowadays are because of arguments for the sake of heaven. For the sake of heaven. Why for the sake of heaven? Because if you're arguing for the sake of heaven, you can't be wrong. If you're arguing not for the sake of heaven, if you're arguing because of your, you know, so then eventually you get up the next morning, you're like, what am I doing? This was terrible. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? But if you feel that you're, you are fighting a holy war, then you can, never let, you can never put your dukes down because you're fighting the holy war. How could you, how could you leave God there? Helpless. <laughs> you, have to, you have to defend God. You're, so if you're fighting a holy war, you're never, never going to stop. And therefore, the Altar says that's where problems start. That's why communities get separated. The discourse is caused by arguments for the sake of heaven. You're fighting for the sake of heaven. You can never stop. You can never because you, you have to you have to fight and fight until until until, uh, until it ends. But if if you just feel like like oh it's 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 just a, my my uh, whim the guy. I, I, I had this desire, I had this... If you, if you knew about your own animal soul, if you knew that this, your, your animal soul was motivating this, this, this kind of, um, kind, kind of uh, discussion, then eventually, um, this expression in Yiddish, which means if everyone says you're drunk, go to sleep. If, if, if eventually, if, if, if you felt like, like hey, I'm, 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 there's something wrong with me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit out of hand, so then eventually you, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning, you apologize. But, uh, but if, if, if you're so um, self-absorbed, then to the extent that you look at your, that your, at your actions as a holy war, you're never letting down. Never letting down. So that's, that was the issue with this guy, that he was fighting the holy, this holy war. And, um, and therefore he didn't want to let it down. He didn't want to stop. And, and he, on the contrary, look at everyone else as, 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 as attacking him. He's the guy who's carrying the torch of God. Why is everyone stepping on him? I, I don't want to make, I'm making it sound a little bit too gross, too, uh, too gr- gross, I mean, GRO, it's too big. It's, it's, very, it's a very subtle thing, it's a very subtle thing, and it exists in everyone. There was once a, a chassid who was studying together with um, a, a Satmer chassid. Satmer in Williamsburg, they're known for their um, um, opposition to, to the state of Israel and to Zionists. So they're studying a discourse like this, describing a certain kind of evil. I think it was a discourse about a Amalek. And the guy you're studying with, he asked him at the end, so who do you think the Rebbe is referring to when he talks about a Amalek? The, real, the correct answer is, every one of us. But the guy's response was, he's talking about those Zionists, <laughs> he's talking about those, those terrible Zionists. That, that, that's because since he was so enveloped with this, this kind of a, 
worldview, so he couldn't see himself as being as being as sharing anything in common with Amalek. But we all have a something of Midian in us, something which separates us from others. There are people like the Tzemach Sedek, or was someone who someone was speaking to, who have it in a in a more of an expressed way, and therefore they can't um, get along with anyone. And there are people which it, it surfaces in, in the discourse of that with, with some people, with select people. Somehow this clip it, it rears its ugly head with only certain individuals. But it's, it's made of the same stuff. It has to do with, with, with um, not having the humility to make space for another person and, and being so self-absorbed in yourself. Not uh, realizing the, um, the goodness of another person and and, uh, and and that's because of, of being so self-absorbed. It's kind of like the way the Torah describes the uh, plague of hail. Plague of hail says that it was fire on the inside and ice on the outside. Plague of hail in Egypt. So it says somewhere that the plague of hail on a personal level is that you're so consumed with your own desires that other people's issues are frigid. They, they, you, you, they, 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 don't, they don't mean anything to you. You're, you're so into what you want other person could be dying in the street. It doesn't matter because you are so into yourself. So that could be just that, that, that's lack of concern for others. But here is we're not talking about lack of concern. Here we're talking about just a um, separating yourself, kind of disconnecting, looking down, looking down on others. Um, let's go further. Two more minutes. <clears throat> um, On the on, in contrast, the realm of holiness is characterized by self-effacement by bittel. God can only rest in someone who is nullified before Him. So, someone is in a state of bittel. He is by nature in a state of oneness and synergy with others. The issue of bittel because he is in a state of of of, of abnegation. He holds space for another person. What does it mean he holds space for him? I know what the modern translation of it is, but the, in the, in the, this is what it means in Chassidus. He accepts them, and he becomes one with them. When his mindset is characterized by Bittal, he has a space within his mind to appreciate the positive quality of the person, of every person. Nimsa. In the realm of evil, because of the self-absorption, there's no room for anybody else. You're, up, you're opposing the other person just because of his existence. And that's why you cannot stand them, because of they exist. But in Kedusha, in Kedusha, because of your sense of abnegation before Hashem, you will leave room for another person, you can accept their them the way they are, see their goodness the way they are, and want to connect with them just the way they are. Because you are in a state of abnegation, you're in a state of humility, and therefore you could see the good in the other person and want to connect with them. So in short, senseless hatred is, is a result of yeshus, is a result of, of selfhood. The reasons and explanations come later. All right, stop here. Hopefully we won't stop here. Hopefully we can bring this into ourselves and keep on going. L'chaim.